uh, let's say, uh, internal family system or, or um, sub-personalities. We have attachment. We have early childhood or individuation imprints. Another way of saying an, in, uh, an individuation imprint is often, I call it that. It's, I don't think called that in, in whatever. Um, uh, is essentially when you believe you've done something wrong, that really you haven't done wrong, but you're the center of the universe because you're really young and you're not fully individuated. And so if somebody else does something to you, it must be your fault. You know, often people have that in divorce and that's also you know, what plays into abuse and stuff like that. So you, you're not able to go at two years old. My father is an idiot drunk and uh, he really needs treatment and this has nothing to do with me. You don't do that. You're like, oh shit, I must be more quiet. I must behave better. I must be funny. I must be uh, good at sports, right? I need to be um, protecting my mother. These are things that happen as you don't understand that it has nothing to do with you and you're not able to divorce yourself from that situation, obviously. Right? So, you know, you can endlessly fine slice that. So now we come to your original question. Are there trends when it comes to polyamory versus monogamy? And I think there is that you have to make two distinctions, one of which is that what is now considered polyamory has almost become something like a cult in the sense that it has its own members with their own lingo and their own Bible, uh, speak literature and their own set of behaviors that is prescribed as uh, polyamory or you know that, that kind of lifestyle where somebody probably with really good intention has tried to set some precedent as to how that could work. And so now, like many other cults and religions, this is the gold standard. For instance, one of the, I think, absolute, one of the reasons why that model doesn't work, um, and people will tell you that it doesn't work, even though they pretend that it works because they're ideologically possessed and hence have to make it, have to say that it works so that other people do the same shit, which then validates that it works, right? <laughs> so it's this whole weird thing is that if you do stuff like this, and I have clients who are in, in multiple partner situations, I'm not even gonna call it that, right? Um, there's other ways to do it, but they require a lot more maturity and they require a lot more of that healthy boundary understanding. So a lot of people who go into open relationship, if we talk about, you know, the classic understanding is you're anxiously attached, so you can't be with one person, so you want to have several people, right? That's pop psychology in the sense that, yes, that's true for some people. But also we do have to take into account that from a, let's say, um, evolutionary psychology standpoint and biology standpoint, men are not built to be monogamous. That's, that's not how the, how the human, you know, human race survived. 
or the human race survived is there were alpha male who were strong and had beaten the heads of other males in who got to get the pick of all the best fertile young DNA healthy women and that's how they procreated another set of healthy strong humans and so on and so on right and so that's still built in the same way we still have fight or flight just because we don't on a regular basis um, have danger to our life doesn't mean our nervous system doesn't do its thing in the same way men very often want a multiplicity of um, flavors (laughs) hint 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 (laughs) right but not all men want to cheat right so not all men want to cheat so they look at flavors from afar or in porn or with friends or you know like or they get a flavor that's represented by a car some you know like curvy corvette or something like that but you get the idea it's a a craving for multiplicity out there while we typically want shoes earrings you know the whole thing so when you buy into that polyamory model then you buy into well you're either going, well, it's not, you know, you go, it's not natural for men to be, you know, so hence we need to talk this out and I need to be talking with the other partners at all times. I always joke that people I know who are polyamorous do like 1% fucking and 99% processing. (laughs) Um, And I don't know about you, but sex isn't worth that much drama, right? (laughs) So there is all of that, and you could say that that's the case. But there's also other things at play, which is sometimes um, people are best served by a multiplicity of support. doesn't all have to be sexual, for instance. Right? And not everybody wants to open their relationship sexually, but, but there's other ways to get that energy you want that are healthy. And there is other ways to have multiple partners that are healthy. And here is a hint. Anyone who I know who has done that successfully has strong ground rules and extreme boundaries. And there's no talking about it other than when there's when some shit hits the fan. No, because it's insane to constantly dip your partner's nose into the thing that's not natural for any human to want. So if you're... You know, if you're a guy and your woman has multiple partners, you're working so much against biology that there's there's a study out that men whose wives have sex with other men, their sperm count goes down. Well, yeah, of course, you know. I mean, that, that for several reasons, right? Then the other way around is any woman who has, uh, you know, who has a partner who has other women has to deal with the feelings of, is there enough sustenance, right? Is the pro- provision still there? And if if your dude can barely feed himself, then the provision in your mind is clearly not there, right? If you are with uh, the leader of the free world who is also uh, a Greek god and a humanitarian cleaning up the oceans, you don't mind if he has six wives because he's that big and powerful and, and, and uh, resourced, right? So... Those are some things to play around with. I don't want to go any further before people fall asleep on this, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, 
but but so so it's not just attachment style. It's a it's a multitude of things. So so coming down to something very practical, if you or your partner consider opening the relationship, which sometimes can be a really healthy thing, and sometimes it's the death knell of the relationship. Right? It's either or. And the first thing that you have to consider for yourself. I'm talking, you know. That doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. You have to go, am I really able to hang with this? If the answer is no, then trying to bend yourself into that pretzel is years of pain. That's, you know, for those of you who have dabbled in that, they, you know, you know that's true. And um, so you have to go, am I willing to do that? If the answer is no, you have to go, that's a deal breaker. Right? And then that's unfortunate if your partner goes, well, but that's what I need, right? If you go, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I need to see, right? Because sometimes, believe it or not, when men have the option to have other women, they actually don't have other women. <laughs> this is something I've learned over the years, right? It's like you, you, when, when a woman says to, I remember this distinctly, the, I had this couple and she finally went, okay, just push it shut, push it down here so it's off. Uh, she said, okay, well, if that's what you want and do, here are the rules. Don't get anybody pregnant. I don't want to know about it and don't bring it to my doorstep. And then that was the end of that. And it was just like two year back and forth. He never went there because in his mind he could so he didn't have to because freedom, of course, is a huge value you know, for both men and women. So if you don't know if that's something that you want, then you would, could say, okay, it's either the relationship is done anyway or, we, or maybe there's some enrichment in here that I haven't discovered yet. Um, so maybe I'll give it a six months try or something like that. And here are the rules. And then you go, yeah or no. Because sometimes also when you do bring other people in, it points towards something that's really wrong, and then you work with that, or you realize that actually um, it, it adds something to the relationship that's so good that it's worth keeping. Uh, where you go, oh, that's one thing I don't have to take care of. Which is, by the way, you know, in France, in, in parts of Europe, but in France, it, this is a it's a thing, right? Men have mistresses. The wives know about the mistresses, but don't really know, know the mistresses that well. And the mistress fulfills a totally different function than the wife. And they typically have a very, very, very minor Venn diagram. Usually it's the dude, right? They have different social circles, different interests, different everything. And so it works. But that's not a given. And so it's definitely worth looking at, is that need for the multiplicity coming from childhood imprints, wounds, attachment patterns, uh, boredom in the relationship that could be addressed with otherwise, or is it true? And for some people, it's true, no. but for very few, right? very few, but it can be done. And it is true for some people without it being a pathology. But to begin with, 
you know, you have to kind of decide, is it really something that you could even entertain? You know? And if that's not the case, then that's definitely not a road to go down.